Oh, welcome to the spiritual tribes of Firewolf. This is Christy Bellage, and I'm in the kitchen. I'm cooking with the, hold on, high note time, Saturn Uranus Square. Because today is the Saturn Uranus Square. It's our second one of the year, and the energy is frenetic as fuck. So I was like trying, trying all freaking night. I was I was gonna do a walking ASMR session for this podcast. That's a that's what my that's what my ASMR session was, but instead. I'm just going to cook because I don't know about you guys listening, but this energy is just all over the place and I feel like the best way to, to work with it, and if you're here for the ASMR, this is just ASMR in the kitchen, me cooking some salmon patties that I got at Rock and Roll Ralph's. Um, which if you ever visit Los Angeles, I have been going to this Ralph's for years and it is my go-to Ralph's. And if you're not, if you've never gone to LA area, Ralph's is like the Kroger. Well, I think it's owned by Kroger. It's, it's like the Kroger, the Food Lion, the Giant Food, the Giant Eagle of LA. And it has been my home away from home. And this Ralph's, I think has been like, like you have those places that you just always freaking go to. And let me tell you, there are certain, like, there are certain grocery stores that just, they feel like, like it it doesn't matter your living situation or how much, you know, or what's going on in your life. You will always go back to that grocery store. I will never, and I'm saying this to the universe, I will never step foot in Food for Less off of Sunset Boulevard and fucking Western Avenue is, unless I really, really fucking have to. You know why? Because that grocery store means some scary shit to me. But I will say that when I go to this fucking Rouse, every time I go, it's just a magical place with magical things, you know? So, right now... I'm making these salmon, they're Atlantic salmon patties. I'm making them. Uh, they're not my fave. Uh, well, let me put love into them, okay? Let me not say mean things about these Atlantic salmon patties. But, you know, when you're, when you're a comic on a budget, you make things that are weird. And uh, so I've just been making everything with pancakes because pancake batter is very, very inexpensive. And so I've been making them into biscuits. Not really the most healthy. Okay, I'm not going to say it's a healthy meal, but I'm trying to do it the healthy way. Um, today's is just regular buttermilk because that that's like a, a that's like a dollar, you know? It's a dollar to make these fucking buttermilk. So I'm just making them as healthy as I can. I'm not putting any butter on them. And, uh, 
We're here for the astrology. Some people are here for the ASMR. Some people are here for the astrology, ASMR, and just my blabbers. So I've got the biscuits. I do really want to spray some stuff on them, though. But, you know, it, they've been coming out good. Um, I I do want to say love to, like, everybody in, in Austin, Texas, because I'm putting out this episode a little bit later. Um because I wanted to figure out how to talk about this past weekend and the last week that I've been here in LA and how freaking fantastic it's been and just how grateful I am for fucking everything that's going on, even amongst, you know, some really uh, scary changes. But I feel like that that is the ultimate thing that we're all going through. Like, how can we remain in a space of love, even when there's a bunch of scary shit going on, how can we find the love there? There's so much to laugh about, even while there's so much bullshit going on, that it's like, well, if you can't laugh about all the shit, then what's the purpose of being here? Maybe that's, maybe that's our plan. Oh my god, these, these, these are biscuit-type pancakes. Hold up. Flip. Oh, fuck, it's on the, it's on the fucking, alright, well, then it'll just be a breaded salmon, what do you, what do you do? <clears throat> but, you know, what do you do if you can't laugh about this bullshit that's going on? I mean, I've gone through ups and downs with anxiety over the last week and a half, just trying to get used to being around people again, because it's really a... I tried to go down to Melrose Avenue yesterday for an open mic and I delayed it by an hour because I just wanted to find my voice after um, and talk about, you know, talk off the cuff. And so I walked around the city just trying to digest and think about the fact that on Saturday I had a set in the belly room at the comedy store and there's nothing cooler than saying that and I'm gonna get emotional so there's no amount of words right now that I can even say that 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 does this opportunity justice so I wouldn't I'm not gonna even try other than saying that you know this these last two weeks as I said in LA have been nothing short of miraculous and magical and beautiful and for every comic out there um you know, this is, this is what comics work towards is something like this. And it just, the preparation for the set alone was just also part of the experience because I was like, if I'm going to hustle, I'm going to fucking hustle hard. And, you know, with everything going on with COVID and everything, it's, it's a lot of adjustments on that level. Um, but I was like the minimum of mics that I did you know, there were days that I would do, that I, I think, uh, what was it, Friday, I had signed up for six mics, or I had five mics I signed up for, and I had a show on Zoom, and because I'm taking the bus in the metro right now, you know, unfortunately, I was like, fuck, I can't get to, from the Zoom mic to the, because I put myself in a slot for 7, 8, and 9 p.m. mics, and I wasn't able to make, or 8, 9, and 10 p.m., um, but I did the five, so uh, there were days I was doing four, five, 
three and some days I did well Thursday I did one because I wanted it to be a day where I just really digested the set um because for the eight minutes I did at the comedy store I wanted to try every angle of my jokes and the one thing that I was obsessing about was how I would open up my set and it became like this really creepy like not creepy but like the obsession that I had with it almost became like I couldn't stop thinking about it so it was just like OCD like what is the first word you're gonna say on the stage and I didn't want it to be some pop joke even though like I know you gotta enter with a fucking punch I wanted my first words to be gratitude or something related to love or something related to to respect that I have for the fucking comedy store. So I did open up with kind of an improvised section on Saturday. I had an 8.40 p.m. spot. The show started at 8.30 and I knew I had to walk on that stage ready. So, I mean, the prep alone was just like, the whole week just slogging and slogging through these open mics that I would try something, I would see people falling asleep on certain things, I would see people looking down. I mean, the day of the set, I popped into a place called The Fourth Wall. Uh, The location is on Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood, and I just like, I didn't even put myself on the sign-up sheet. I just was like, I just want to be the last one. I gave them cash. They let me on, and I ran a completely different set, um, and somebody took a selfie during the set, and I was just like, I just did, you know, the, 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 the thing that goes, anytime I see, I have a thing as a comic that is my pet fucking peeve. My pet peeve is, if you're on your fucking cell phone in the front, I will, I will always go after, I will just go after you. It doesn't matter who you are, anything. If somebody's sitting there looking at Twinder or fucking, you know, booty pics on, on uh, IG, if you're in the front row, or if you're in the front row, I once had somebody in the front row eating fucking sushi from 7-Eleven with fucking chopsticks, uh putting the soy sauce and the and the and the ginger and doing all that in the fucking front if you're in the front and you do that shit I'm not gonna shut the fuck up I'm gonna call it out and so Saturday that happened with the fucking selfies and I'm like all right I have to go after this and when I got off stage I was like all right this is your set right before you go to the comedy store like what is this what is how do you feel and it's like ready I feel ready. I feel ready to fight. This is a boxing ring. And this is what I'm here to fucking do. So, you know, this whole week I've treated it like this is something you're getting ready for because it means so much. And I cannot even think. I mean, if I were to read my message, I'm going to cry. Like, the messages I've been getting from people have been so emotional because it's just like, whoa. Like, I'm not super, like, I don't have, like, a a blue check mark or a 
thousands of social media followers, but there's been a lot of people, you know, who, who do message me that I really want to say, like, it really means a lot, um, what you say and what people have been saying to me, just, it's overwhelming, um, because we're all out here working on a dream, and one of the things that I wrote on my vision board, one, I have three vision boards that are in my suitcase, um, and the saga of the suitcase alone, and the saga of the flights to even get to LA is a story in and of itself, because my, the fact that my suitcase went to Dallas, and I went through Denver, is just, goes to show me that you guys listening we all have our spiritual places and for some reason I cannot go to the west coast without passing through the state of Colorado it's I mean I was going I was going on the plane plane got canceled they put me on another plane I went from a 333 flight to they put me on a 430 on a completely different airline and in Baltimore and they were like, I had to voluntarily separate from my bags. My dad gave me a Bass Pro Shop fucking backpack, which mid-second security check-in. I had to check in twice to security because the first flight didn't have enough oxygen tanks on it. And I was like, what the fuck? They were like, never in our 20 years have we seen this. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I tried to record this part of the podcast, but it just, I think it didn't, I think it didn't even go through but just that spiritual travel alone these are the things that happen during retrogrades and eclipse cycles or even when you're being asked to follow your dreams these are the weird fucking things that happen that you can't even explain you're like wait what the fuck there's not enough oxygen on the plane okay um so they put me on a flight um, they were able to get me on a flight and I was mid in line. Like I was like, oh, we're so missing this plane or we're missing this window here. And I was like, I am not turning around. There's no fucking turning around here. And so I just kept fucking pushing forward. I'm on the phone waiting in customer service at American Airlines in BWI, completely packed line. I was like, fuck. The guy was like, I got you. Let's do Denver to Orange County. I got on a flight, Denver to Orange County, voluntarily separated from my suitcase, going through fucking, I almost said customs, going through security again. My dad's backpack that he fucking gave me, Bass Pro Shop, Navy fucking blue, pops. I mean, the fucking... It's a, it's the only luggage I have at this point with three, for what, for some reason I put in three socks. Normally I'm like, when I pack like everything, I'm on it. Like usually have a extra underwear, usually have extra clothes in my carry-on. For some reason I had only put three socks in my carry-on and I think maybe a long sleeve t-shirt. And I was like, you've got an interview tomorrow at 11 AM in LA. You've got to fucking get there. So, and you have to just figure out clothing when you get there. So, I took the flight, got to the Denver airport, was there for maybe an hour, hour and a half at best, 
sat in, oh, and then even the land in Denver, we were mid-flight, and they go, oh, we're going to experience turbulence, which is very normal when you're flying into Denver or Colorado, but we have to divert up to Medicine Bow, Wyoming. I'm like, what in the fuck is this? You guys, the spiritual travels. Um, for those who have been listening, I was in a car accident and I stayed in Medicine Bow, Wyoming. Shout out to Crossroads Towing who took the fuck care of me. If you ever want to send people flowers, Crossroads Towing in Medicine Bow. Bless them, bless them, bless them, bless that company because they took me in like family after my car accident and took care of me. I mean, they fed me. They, they, they put me in an apartment. They uh, drove me to Laramie, where my hotel was when I was waiting for my, my insurance company to get me the rental car. And the fact that I'm on the flight going to my dream and the diversion is through the, the area of Medicine Bow was like, okay, this is my sign to keep going. And uh, so I in, end up in Orange County. I'm like, I don't fucking know how I'm going to get to L.A. Uh, I was like, I'll get a, I'll get a, whatchamacallit, a lift. I looked at the pricing of the lift and the timing because it was like, oh, we can't guarantee you will get a lift out of this place. So I got a traditional yellow taxi. And the yellow taxi driver I had, you know, I have experience with, you know, New York City and, and before Lyft and, and, and the other one, I forget the other one, Uber were, were a thing. You know, I took yellow taxis when I was in, in New York City and we were, uh, you know, negotiating the price. And uh, just to let anybody know, if you're flying into Orange County and you need to take a taxi to fucking Los Angeles, it's going to cost you more than the flight. Uh, I think that the taxi itself probably costs, I, it, it costs pretty penny. And I was just like, fuck it, put your hands in the air. You're going to make your interview. Uh, and uh, I did. I had to buy clothes at CVS. And uh, I used a garden shirt as a dress shirt. I put a belt around it. I got flared leggings um, that looked like dress pants to me. Um, and I just made it fucking work. And you know what? I got, I I did it. And that's the kind of stuff that happens when you're, when you're on these kinds of trips during a Mercury retrograde, you just got to put your hand in the, and the luggage itself, the luggage experience was my luggage went to Texas. It came in a day later. They couldn't find it. They couldn't find me on a hunch. I went outside and I just happened to walk outside at the same time that the delivery service from Burbank Airport was coming in with my luggage looking for me. So let me tell you, it's all about trusting your gut. But, you know, do you if you want to have a perfect travel experience, maybe don't maybe don't travel during eclipses uh, like these or Mercury retrograde. But the way that I view life is like. You only have today to prove yourself. Every day you're being at, like, yes, there will be tomorrow. But the way I look at things is, yes, there is the, you know, yes, there's time to grow. But when it comes to fate and life and destiny, 
you are being asked this at specific points, the magnetism, to show the fuck up. <clears throat> and that's also for relationships, that's also for friends, you know, that's also for family and friends and everything. You know, when I left LA the first time, it was because I received a text message, you know, with a picture of my dad with a pillow, heart pillow, after his surgery, after he had a major heart surgery. And I remember sitting on the ground in an Airbnb in fucking Burbank, well, North Hollywood, California, just for the first time in my life, I vomited out of sheer fear and pain and anger and got on a, got, got on a plane a day and a half later back to Baltimore, back to Laurel, Maryland. And I've always thought about that as life gives us these wrenches and puts this fear in us where we're like, oh my God, what if something happens? What if I go for my dream and something bad happens? Or, But something bad happens every fucking day. Every fucking day. Um, but if we show up for our dreams, if we show up for who we are really meant to be, um, we're still cultivating that. So this dream that I've been working on, I mean, it's been years to even get to the part that I'm at now. And for those who have been following this journey, you know, it's been a lot of sacrifice, a lot of bad karma incurred as well. Like I've made some really rough, tough decisions, but I'm grateful for all the lessons that have come through. And today's energy is very electric. Um, a Saturn Uranus square, these are revolutionary changes. Now, squares are harsher energies than a, maybe a conjunction. Conjunctions are very abrupt. I do think that the square brings along sudden changes, but it also requires us to Saturn, show up, do the work. Uranus, coming through immediately, the wheel of fortune changing. And um, I am going to be doing more interviews. Tomorrow's episode will be with my friend Nikki, who's always given me this home to stay in, and I'm recording it now. You know, when I'm here, um, which I'm so, so, so appreciative of. Um, and we've always supported each other through this whole process from the beginning. So she will be on my Tarot Tuesday episode with me. And we will be talking about all that we've experienced in the last two weeks because we've been on some journeys. We're all on some sort of spiritual journey right now, whether we acknowledge it or recognize it or not. And because of that, we are, we are heading into a new chapter. Um, it's far different from the great conjunctions of last year. You know, after today, we're going to have one more of these squares to work with, which is on, uh, for those who celebrate Christmas Eve, December 24th. These are, these are those kinds of magnetic, like all, I like to call it all points west, all points to whatever your magnetic whatever is. For me, it's all points west right now. But for everybody, it's all points to your thing, all points to your compass. So I hope that you 
enjoy this the lessons of this square it can bring along global shit we saw shooting in austin texas pretty bad i mean i was on sixth street i remember parking on sixth street off of sixth street it's blocked off but there's sections around it in austin and paying the parking meter and going into a place called the vulcan which is a venue um to do an open mic and being like this feels funky like there's a magnetism here and um as much as i appreciate and love austin texas there's something about LA for me and the comedy store that it's just, it feels right. It feels like I need to be here. It feels like this is the path that I need to be on right now as a comic, as somebody who's sacrificed a lot, but most comics were on our own sacrificial journey. Um, and that's the beauty of this sport is it's, you know, the the weird (laughs) just the weird fucking nights the weird fucking experiences that's what makes us and I know that this is a make it or break it moment so I do feel like this 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 energy does bring a make it or break it type thing be there for it be it love it appreciate it and I hope everybody has an amazing week ahead And I will be back tomorrow with Tarot Tuesday.